Hello, this is Steve Shirley with RNS Northeast, and this is the Clean Life. Hello and welcome back to another great episode of The Clean Life. This is your host, Molly, and it is a beautiful day here in Pulaski, Tennessee today. I've got two great guests with me on. Um, They are both from our UD sales team, and they have flown in so that they could come and check out Pulaski and come and talk with me. So Dawn and Sandy, why don't y'all say hello? Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you tell our guests where you guys came in from? Uh, well, I am actually from Glasgow, so I'm not that far away. Glasgow, Kentucky? Glasgow, okay. Kentucky, yeah. Okay. And then our home office, one of our other home offices is in Fountain Run, Kentucky. Little old town. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So I'm not that far away. I'm about three, two and a half to three hours away from Pulaski. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. So I didn't have to fly in. We drove in. Well, hey, that makes it better, especially during all this. Yes. Dom, what about you? I'm from Columbus, Ohio. So you had to fly. I did fly in, (laughs) yes. How far is that for you? It's about an hour and 15 minute flight. Um, I could drive to Nashville in about five hours though. Oh, that's not terrible. It could be worse. Could be worse. So what do y'all do within Avcare? What are y'all's roles? Well, I am inner office sales. I'm unit dose uh, and I work out of the Fountain Run office, one other girl and myself. Um, and we basically call and email customers, um, all day long, (laughs) trying to get, uh, trying to sell our unit dose products. Dom, what about you? I'm in outside sales, so I spend my time driving around from hospital to hospital (laughs) trying to increase our sales. Uh, I cover all of Ohio minus Cincinnati, all of Michigan, Chicago, Pittsburgh and Southern Wisconsin. (laughs) Now, this may be a really dumb question, but is that the difference between inside sales and outside sales? Like you work the field and you're more behind the desk? Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what, like, is there a reason that each of you chose that or did you just kind of fall into inner and outside sales? Well, I didn't necessarily choose it, but when I got hired, I, I started working with VA sales. Okay. With the Veterans Administration. And so I kind of transitioned over into unit dose sales. And since I was one of the office personnel, I just stayed there as an inside rep. And Sandy, how long have you been with Avcare? Uh, seven years. Wow, that's yes. awesome. Yes. And so um, mainly what we do is we have our own territory to cover. We cover what we don't have an outside rep covering. Oh, okay. So, so there is no outside rep for your area. Right, right. And now we, we're gaining more and more outside reps and getting a lot more territory covered. But still, the in-office salespeople, we cover a lot of accounts. So are you the person that, you know, if I was just anybody out there, and wanted to know, like, who my sales rep would be. 
are you the person that they would call to kind of either get that contact information or you are who they would start with? Like you're the front line. Well, actually, frontline people would be more like the customer service people. Okay. They actually take a lot of the just cold incoming calls. But um, usually what we do is email and call our customers to let them know that we are their rep. And then our, our outside reps, such as Dawn and some of the other girls, they actually go into the hospitals and introduce themselves and actually develop a personal relationship with the buyer. Okay. So, you know, in that aspect, that's really great. Having their hands on. Right. Yeah. So, Dawn, how did you get into outside sales? I, my background is in outside sales, primarily medical and healthcare sales. So, I love going out and meeting people. I'm an extrovert. <laughs> um, I would really struggle to sit at a desk all day. So, it's just a natural fit for me. So, then how has that been when you haven't necessarily been able to go and see your customers, you know, has that been a major challenge for you? Oh my goodness, it's been such a struggle. <laughs> like I've never been alone, and my kids have my kids have gone to their dads for a week, and I've been alone in my house for a week. I've never in my life, and I'm oh no wow, answer, but I've never in my life been alone, so it's been quite a struggle for me. Yeah. And what about you, Sandy? Have you seen any of those challenges since COVID? I would imagine it'd be a little bit easier for you just kind of, um, you know, being able to call your customer and email, you're still getting that interaction. Yes. Yes, we are. We have uh, found it a little harder to, to get somebody on the phone, mainly because they've been really busy and stressed. Yeah. You know, especially the larger hospitals. Okay. And the areas where the COVID outbreaks have been worse, you know, so that's been a little bit of a challenge. So, I bet that is interesting. You know, the different areas. Right. What have you guys seen from that? Just like the different areas that um, were more affected or weren't. Have you seen like bigger city hospitals are a little crazier and hard to get a hold of? Or Yes, I have a lot of, I have Chicago and Detroit. Oh, wow. Pretty big cities. And a lot of those buyers are either working from home part time or they have limited hours. So they're not going into the hospital. Uh, they're still very restricted in those areas as opposed to Columbus, Ohio, and Toledo, where it's a little more relaxed. I still can't get into hospitals, but they're starting to come back more close to normal, where the larger cities are still working part-time, and it's hard to get a hold of them. Now, how big is Columbus? I can't tell you the number of people, but... (laughs) Just because, like, in my head, you know, never have been there, I would think that Columbus and Chicago are similar in size. Oh, absolutely. Okay, okay. Columbus is the capital of Ohio, but it is a pretty small town. Okay. If you saw the downtown area, you'd be like, that's a major city. It's not really a major city, but it's a great city. So compared to Nashville, what would you say? It's a little smaller than Nashville. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. And things are starting to get back to normal there? They are. They are. Downtown is coming back to life. A lot of masks, you know, but... Uh, it's really coming back to life. Restaurants are opening. People are going in. Limited um, occupancy, but it's life is becoming more normal. Um, I have a real affinity for Columbus, Ohio, because when I was doing the VA accounts, one of my favorite buyers was the girl at the VA hospital in Columbus. Oh, she was fantastic. <laughs> She was just up for, you know, just whatever information I could give her and always willing to listen and spend time. She was really great. 
do y'all run into that a lot, you know, seeing different personalities of people that you're having to contact and having to see, you know, do you have any good, like, people who just shut the door in your face or people who, you know, really heard you out and you've made that kind of, um, that relationship with and built that? So I, I have a pretty fun story. I had Let's hear it. a hospital in Ohio. I won't go into specifics, but I had a hospital in Ohio where I called and called and called and left voicemail after voicemail. And the pharmacy was kind of hard to find. I finally wandered around, so I found the pharmacy, and I knock on the door. And this is after like a year and a half, year and a half of not being able to get a hold of this lady. And nobody was answering the door, so I grab a handful of mints. I was leaving with some mints. <laughs> And she answers the door, and I have a mint in my mouth. <laughs> and she was like, what are you doing here? Pretty angrily. And I explained who I was, and she said, I don't see reps I don't know. And I said, sounds like you're having kind of a rough day. Would you like a mint? And she died laughing. <laughs> she set an appointment with me. <laughs> she set an appointment with me, and now we are best buds. Like, she's one of my favorite buyers. So really, you just need that good icebreaker. Right, right. Sometimes that's, that is an advantage of being an outside rep. If you can't get them on the phone, you can just make that drop by and just, you know, make your presence known and get a laugh out of them. And then they want to hang out with you. What about you, Sandy? Have you ever had that, you know, either rude or great customer? I've had both. <laughs> in, in seven years, I've had experience with both. I've had some to tell me that their buyer died. <laughs> oh, gosh. And that is not a lie. <laughs> Just to blow me off and get me off the phone. Right, and the buyer really did not die. The buyer really did not die. But I had one that I called one day, and the buyer really did die. Oh, that's terrible. Yes. So that one was, and I was kind of like, uh, well, I didn't know whether to believe them or not. Right. Because somebody had used that on me before when it wasn't true. Like, I found out later that person was still there, alive and well. <gasps> <laughs> oh that's awkward that is very but awkward then I've had people who are great people who are right. very open and receptive to speaking with us or, or with me and open to um, emails and uh, you know just us letting them know about our products and any kind of information we need to get out there would you say that the good definitely outweighs the bad absolutely oh yes yes I think that's what a lot of people struggle with I know I would, you know, going into sales would be just that rejection that you can get. But I think knowing that there are more positives than negatives, I think that that's really encouraging to anybody who, you know, wants to be in sales or is, you know, going to college for sales or anything of that sort or thinking about that as their career. Well, we are going to jump to a commercial break real quick. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking about outside and inside sales. Great. your business free from infection is serious business. Are you making sure your employees and customers are safe with solutions that are truly safe for them to use? If you're asking employees to use disinfectant all day, every day, make sure it's the right choice. If you want your customers to be safe, use the best products. Waltz D is an EPA-registered hard surface disinfectant that is FDA-approved for food contact surfaces. It's a new era of clean, built for the new normal. An environmentally friendly disinfectant that is safe, 
effective, and sustainable. Hey, this is Carolyn Hoffman. Be sure to subscribe to The Clean Life. There are new episodes available every Wednesday. This is Molly talking with Don and Sandy from our UD sales team about inside and outside sales. So I want to know, what are some of the advantages to each? So let's start, why don't we start with inside sales? What are some of the advantages that you have from being an inside salesperson? Uh, Well, I'd say I have more time to reach more people um, because I'm not out traveling and driving around and that does take a lot of time out of your day and uh, so I am able probably to reach more um that I think is probably one of the biggest advantages do you think that's why you guys have um I hate to say more territory but you I mean you do you have more territory we have more territory to cover but we also have more time to cover right right that's correct and I guess it's a little easier to cover it to not having to, especially dealing with COVID, you know, yes. not having to deal with those um, travel restrictions. Restrictions, yeah, and hospital restrictions and that kind of thing, yeah. So, Don, what about you? What do you think are some, you know, advantages that you have? Well, when I can go out and see my customers, <laughs> unlike now, um, it's... Like I mentioned before, when um, you can't get them on the phone, you can just stop in and try to see them in person. That's an advantage, trying, trying to get through that gatekeeper person on the phone. Uh, once you get in there, you, you have um, their full attention. You know, they're not multitasking while they're just listening to you on the phone. Right. Uh, you can read their body language as to how receptive they are to things. Um, you can build a relationship. It's faster to build a relationship in person. Uh, You can see what their interests are by what their desk, you know, the things on their desk. Um, And you have a little bit more control over the length of the meeting, things like that. When you have a catalog with you, actually giving them something tangible and then putting their hands on it is you're you're sure they looked at your products instead of sending an email and hoping they open the attachment. Or not just like listening to you all over the phone while they're looking at Facebook. Right, exactly. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So what about some disadvantages? Um, let's see, disadvantages. It's, well, like we say, it is harder to make contact with someone on the phone. Um, a lot of times you'll just continually get their voicemail or, you know, their uh, the get, getting past the gatekeeper, as Don says, <laughs> getting past all the people who get on the phone before you ever get to the buyer. I like that term, gatekeeper. gatekeeper that's, a, that's a good term. That is. That so, is. yeah, that's one of the things that's harder. And it's harder to develop a relationship over the phone. You're not actually with that person, you know, just trying to come up with something clever and pleasant on the phone to keep them on there with right. you. While not wearing them out at the same time, you know, <laughs> saying, when is she going to yes. be finished and hang up? Or, so, yeah, I, I'd say that that is a definite disadvantage, that we're not there in person with them. That, and I would imagine, you know, what if you call them at a bad time? Exactly, and I've had that happen. You know, I've had them tell me, this is not a good time. You know, and I'm, I always try to be, you know, really polite right. and understanding. I understand, I know you're busy. I'll try you back another time, or I'll shoot you this email, 
you can get back with me if you have any questions. My, right. My contact information is included there for you to, you know, to get back with me if you'd like. Yeah. That would definitely be, you know, a hard thing, I would think. Yes. You know, on both ends, especially during COVID and during right. this busy, busy season for hospitals. Right. That's true. So, Dom, what about you? Well, the disadvantages of outside sales, like Sandy keeps mentioning, is she can reach a lot more customers in a day. My typical day, depending on if I'm in the country, country in a rural area or in a city, I can see three to maybe 10 to 12 customers a day where Sandy can reach a whole lot more by phone. Um, and it's sometimes hard once you're driving for hours to get to a hospital and you go to two or three of them. By the time you're to five or six, you really need to like get a coffee and like <laughs> keep that energy up because that last appointment of the day is just as important as that first. So explain this to me because I've never been in this situation. When you are going by hospital, are you seeing more than like, do hospitals have more than one buyer? Is it um, per department? Is it, how does that kind of work? Generally, generally there's a main buyer that, that sees the customers. It depends on the hospital. Some pharmacies are centralized, so you see one person for a lot of hospitals. Uh, some pharmacies have three or four buyers, and one of them will be the unit dose buyer. It really just depends on the hospital you're calling on. Okay, and so you would just go see the unit dose buyer, or would you see all of them? I generally see the unit dose buyer at the hospitals that are, are, are that are like that, but since we're starting to come out with other products, some ointments and some liquid unit dose products, I'm starting to see more of the buyers. Uh, one of my hospitals up in Detroit, I see three buyers and I try to schedule it so they can all three be there at the same time. Okay, that makes sense. You know, I guess you really have to use that time management, you know, when you're on outside sales versus inside sales, which I'm sure you have to on inside too. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I know me sitting behind a desk, my day, I have to prioritize. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's so easy to get lost in just all of the fires that pop up. It is. During the day. Yes, it is. I often tell Dave, which Dave is also a lot of times on this podcast with us, but I often tell him, if it doesn't make it on my list, it's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> I just have a running <laughs> list every day. And that is the very first thing that I do when I start my day is I make my list of, okay, what all is going to happen today? Right. That way... When Dave drops by and says, hey, we need to think about this, I just write it on my list. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, I go back and say, hey, we need to think about this. <laughs> what are we going to do? Right. A lot of the difficulty of outside sales is talking your buyers into an appointment time that works out so you can hit, like, I divide big cities into quadrants. And okay. I'll schedule, um, like, the northeast side on one day. And if you send out a bunch of emails saying, I'll be in this area on Tuesday, this area on Wednesday, this one buyer in the Southwest will say, <laughs> I can only do Tuesday, but I'm supposed to be in the Northeast. So try to schedule them or hitting that one in the morning so you can get to the other. So scheduling can be quite a challenge, but it just makes life interesting. <laughs> hey, I can imagine. Well, we are going to run to a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to continue talking. about getting sick to stay safe the cdc recommends you do five things one wash your hands two keep your hands away from your face three cough or sneeze into your elbow four keep your distance five if you're not feeling well stay in 
When you can't get to soap and water, use an alcohol-free hand sanitizer like Waltz Free. It's a lotion that's also a powerful hand sanitizer that works in just 15 seconds, lasts four times longer, and won't damage or dry out your hands, even if you use it many times a day. our great commercial break visit store.avcare.com get you some of that good waltz d to clean your house and your food really if you want to so i want to know what would you guys do if you ever had to switch like how would you handle (laughs) being inside sales and how would you handle being outside sales or have you ever had experience in the opposite well, I'm going to say I'm experiencing Sandy's life during COVID. <laughs> yes. You know, that's a good point. I am. And uh, how I'm handling it, I'm handling it okay. <laughs> Not great. I find myself having to walk the dog a lot during the day <laughs> or start a little early sending emails so that I can get a workout in just to burn off some of that, you know, sedative energy that I'm building up. Uh, I, I don't think I'd like it long term. But it's been nice to have my kids around while I'm working. I have teenagers. So that, that's been kind of nice to work with them. And, you know, while I travel, I don't get to see them as much. So that's been a bonus, but I'd still prefer outside sales. Um, myself, I enjoy the inside sales as far as the familiarity of being in the hub of the business because we're right there at one of our offices and right there close to one of our packaging uh, prepackaging factories. So I'm kind of like right in the hub in the middle of everything, and I do like that a whole lot. If I had to switch to outside sales, I've done a little of the outside sales. When I first started working for the VA sector mm-hmm. of AFCARE, I did call on several uh, VA hospitals, and we didn't sell them unit dose, we sold bottle products. Okay. And so um, I got a little taste of what it's like. But not for any extended period of time. So I know I would have to get a lot better at time management and scheduling, working things around like Don said, you know, as far as trying to get, you know, your appointments scheduled in areas close to one another so you can squeeze some in during the day. So, yeah, I mean, it would be a big change for me. I would find it a challenge, but I would probably enjoy it. But I also am very acclimated to working in the office every day, and I'm kind of a creature of habit, and I kind of like it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you. So, Dawn, how do you think, do you think that, like, COVID has helped or made it worse, like, your work-home balance? Because I know that's something that a lot of people, you know, they prioritize, you know, trying to find that work-home balance. And, you know, even for me, I feel like COVID, even though it did not affect, you know, me coming into the office, it has made me kind of take a step back and really prioritize it more and just know, you know, that work is not necessarily everything. And thankfully, Avcare, I feel like, is a big advocate for that, for home is so important and family is so important. But how do you think that that has affected, you know, you being home more? 
Uh, I think I think that is something that I've strived all my life is to have a great balance. Um, I think I'm pretty good at it. And thank goodness I have teenagers instead of little kids because I think that would have been harder. Right. But the teenagers, they understand work is work and I can't take off and run them places and, you know, just go ride horses all day. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I've, I've managed to keep a pretty good balance, but I'm somebody who really focuses on that anyway. Uh, it has been difficult though. Yeah. I can imagine so. So Sandy, were you ever working from home? I was for a period of time. We, uh, we inside girls did stay home for about Five months. Wow. From March to, well, from March to the end of July, we came back into the office. Wow. Okay. So I that did, must be why I didn't see you when I came to the office. It probably was. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, we came back full time to the office uh, right at the end of July. Okay. And uh, I did enjoy the aspect of working from home. I really did get used to that. That was great. <laughs> and I don't have children at home anymore, but I have a little dog and Aww. I got attached to him, and it was hard to go back to work and leave him there all day without me. <laughs> I can imagine. So I think that a lot of people are going to struggle. Yes, that have pet. been yes that have been working from home. Like their pets have been so used to oh yeah them being at home and spending all day. And you know, it yeah. actually is like really sad to think that they're going to like look at that door and be like, "Where are they? <laughs> they're they really here." Yes, yeah. I think that they're going to struggle with that. Yeah, because I got used to my little routine. Like he knew I'd get my laptop <laughs> in my lap. <laughs> And get in the recliner, and he would stretch out beside me, and I'd work away sending emails and everything, and he'd be laying there just snoozing and having a ball. <laughs> I still struggle with that on our Zoom calls. I sit on my couch, and you know it's on my coffee table, and I've got a bulldog, and he'll see his hands up in there. Sandy will see his little head laying on my arm, or and I'm trying to get him out of my lap, and I'm always shoving in my laptop. He's cute though. He's very cute. I think that it's been great for you know for people and for families and I think that it has made America as a whole like reevaluate I agree the meaning of family you know I've seen more kids play outside instead of sitting in front of a tv I've seen more couples take walks like after work Mm -hmm. and my husband and I weren't in the same area long he worked from home for maybe a month and you know, I told him, I said, it, this was during our first year of marriage, too. And I told him, I said, you know what? If we can make it and not be so tired of each other, like, in the evenings, we still wanted to hang out. And we live in a small townhouse. And so I would take the upstairs, and he would have the downstairs. And that's how we would split the work day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mentioned people walking. I've met more of my neighbors because everybody's out walking yes. their dogs. And it's it's kind of nice. It's like you're in touch with your whole social circle these days. Yes. Kinda, mm-hmm. that is That has been like a benefit if there has to be one. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I think to me that's the biggest benefit of 2020 yeah. so mm-hmm. far. So far, yes, we still have so. some months to go, but <laughs> it did make everybody slow down. It did. And, and just kind of take a look at, at just life, everyday life, make us all kind of just put the brakes on and and maybe maybe it was meant to do that. Absolutely. That's yeah, exactly agree. right. Well, yeah. ladies, I have enjoyed y'all coming on so much. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Well, thank, thank you, you for, for having us. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Until next time, this is Molly, and it's been another great episode of The Clean Life. We'll see y'all next week.